This is The Edge of Parenthood, your expectations meets reality look into preparing for parenthood. From parents who are on the journey with you. I'm your host, Emma Wilson. Today we're chatting with Caitlin. I'm so glad you're joining us today. I can't wait to hear your story as a first time mum to be. Caitlin and I actually went to high school together and have kept in touch really closely since then. And I was even in Caitlin's wedding last year, which is coming up 12 months really soon. So Caitlin, to kick us off, can you tell us a bit about yourself, what you do for work and how your pregnancy is going so far? Yes, it was very, I can't believe it's already been almost a year since my wedding. That's crazy. But I live in Mildura in Victoria and I'm a HR manager. So um, so living and mobility aids. Yeah, my pregnancy, I'm currently 32 weeks and it's all been really going well so far. No really side effects or bad symptoms or anything like that. So I've been really lucky as far as the pregnancy goes, although now it's starting to get heavy squats, like sumo squats just to get down on the ground or (laughs) whatever. Um, That's not not expected. So yeah, going well. I love how you put an exercise term on that, the sumo squats. (laughs) That's a reflection of your um, (laughs) commitment to gym and the fact that you still go. (laughs) So what was it that made you want to be a parent and how did you and Brad know that you were ready to try for a baby? Well, you probably know knowing me for quite some time. I haven't been like super maternal. You know, I always did want to have kids. So it was just kind of getting to that stage where we were comfortable with our lives and then a lot of people around me had started to have babies and things like that. So you get to go to the baby showers and hold their babies and then it starts coming like, oh, okay, I could probably be ready for this. And then um, once Brad and I got engaged in 2020, uh, it was Christmas 2020, I did kind of slip it in to fortnightly conversations like, oh, I'd like to start trying for a baby after we get married. I'll probably come off the pill after our wedding and that sort of thing, just so it wasn't like a big whack um, when I did feel that time was now. I, um, yeah, just kept bringing that up in conversation and Brad was comfortable with that. And, yeah, so after our wedding I went off the pill and then a few months after that, yeah, Brad said, well, let's just stop using contracept like condoms and things and, see how we go so at first obviously Brad's kind of just one of those guys that is just like okay whatever but yeah he was receptive of the conversations and knew that down the track we would want to have a family anyway like we've been together almost 14 years now so it's kind of one of those things once um, we got married I went off the pill after probably a month later and then we um, waited a little bit to until my hormones would get back on track and Brad kind of was the one that said okay um, well shall we stop trying with or we'll stop shall we stop um, using other contraception and see how we go and here we are it happened pretty quickly which is exciting yeah so nice that he was on board once you both felt ready and it would just sort of happen naturally once you were married and both focused on it yeah so there was no real stress behind it which is good I know a lot of other people mm-hmm. unfortunately deal with but yeah I think we were just on the same page and in a good mindset. So. Has being pregnant changed anything about your life so far? Have you noticed that there's um, anything that's shifted for you? 
I suppose the main aspect would just be social life. Obviously, I haven't changed in catching up with people and things like that, but it's just different activities because a lot of the time I'd be catching up for a drink after work or, you know, on a beautiful day like it is today, I'd catch up with a friend for a platter and a drink or something, whereas now it's just like, let's go for an ice cream. (laughs) But other than that, it's really hasn't had too much effect on me. Work has been fine. Gym is a little bit different. Like I have to modify everything, but I'm still exercising. So yeah, it's, it hasn't been too bad. I know you've been on a pursuit of trying to find the best non-alcoholic wine and alcohol that you, or non-alcohol that you can. Have you had uh, much success with that? Uh, Yeah, actually, there's a couple of brands that I like that just come up on Instagram and things. And I ordered them for New Year's because we went away for New Year's with a group of friends. That was a totally different experience. Um, I think overall, everyone was in bed by 1030 on most (laughs) nights except New Year's Eve. (laughs) But yeah, that definitely sounds reflective of everyone, as you're saying, being in the life stage of having little ones and earlier bedtimes, you're sort of too exhausted to stay up much later. I thought now would be a good time as well to touch on career. I know you got a promotion while pregnant and just your approach to that and any thoughts you had about, uh, I guess, not holding yourself back while you're pregnant. Yeah, I knew a promotion was going to be on the cards. So I've been with the business for almost six years now and have been going well with the company and then it was actually you that convinced me not to hold back on telling them early because I about I think it was like eight weeks into pregnancy obviously hadn't really told too many people and I was tossing up whether to say that I was pregnant the business is going through a lot of growth and there's going to be a lot of activity this year so I didn't want to hinder them But uh, yeah, you convinced me, well, why are you hindering yourself? Just go for it. So I didn't tell them until my boss sat me in the office and said, here's your promotion and your pay rise. And I said, oh, well, I've got actually something I need to tell you. I'm uh, 13 weeks pregnant. (laughs) So she was over the moon for me anyway. Like she's a very, um, loves kids and everything like that. She has two older daughters of her own. So I didn't feel like she was like, oh, are you serious? But yeah, surely (laughs) in a business mind, you'd be like, are you kidding? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I actually, when we were having that chat many months ago now, I really surprised myself with how passionate I felt on your behalf that you, if they felt you could do the job and you really put the business first, put your career first. Um, I thought, yeah, why should that hold you back potentially? Put yourself first there. (laughs) Yeah, it was so true. So thank you for that little um, push there. Uh, But, yeah, over the last, well, I suppose it's been six months since I've been in that role. Yeah, it's been fine, obviously, and it's just been a lot of planning in advance. So getting more people on the team and, I've only got five weeks left of work now, so it's I'm stressed, not in a impact on my body stress, but it's just like, oh my god, have I got everything? Have I told everyone what they need to know? Um, are they up to scratch before I leave? Kind of stress, which is yeah, I'm totally managing that, but yeah, it's a different sort of roller coaster, but everyone's really on board, and I think. I'm excited to finish up work and just start caring for myself, really. 
And I think it's good to acknowledge there that with that um, higher position at work came more responsibilities that have added to your load a bit with planning by the sounds of it. Um, But it sounds like it's been achievable and that the team will support you through it. Yeah. And they're just going to have to. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. The baby, the baby waits for no one. (laughs) And speaking of work, have you got a plan in place for how much leave you're taking? And when is that going to start? I think, was it 38 weeks you're taking that from? Yeah. So uh, my last day will be at the end of 37 weeks. I plan on taking nine months off. So that will get me to the start of 2024, which will be like a good slot in start the new year everyone's kind of slow in the first two weeks of the new year anyway coming back from leave so I think it will be a good transition back I'm very lucky in that my business I work for matches the government paid parental leave so that is sort of less of a financial pressure that Brad and I will have while I'm on leave as well that's a huge difference compared to just getting the government leave, having it doubled is quite significant. And what sort of conversations have you had with Brad about how it might look when you go back to work or have you even gotten that far? Uh, Yeah, we've like, I've already put down like my name for childcare and things like that, which is crazy because the child's not even born. I don't have a name to give to them. (laughs) Yeah, we've discussed it. I, I want to go back four days a week now but like obviously we'll see if that changes once I'm in the whole stage of motherhood it could be less we've just we've got family here my parents are in WA but Brad's parents are here we just want to not rely too much on other people in that sense um, just because people have their own lives as well so it would just be childcare for getting back to work but then we've discussed like I go to the gym every day um, Brad's going to start going out on his own. Uh, he's a sparky, so rather than working at his employer, he'll work for himself, so have a bit more flexibility there. But being only just gone out of his own, it might be a little bit more difficult in the fact that he might have to work a bit more in those first few years. Yeah, I think we'll make it work. And obviously it really depends on what the solid ones here because they make the rules. I love your approach with that. It sounds like you've had some really solid conversations with Brad about how it will look, but you're also um, acknowledging that you might need to be flexible yeah. depending on how it actually goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how long will Brad be taking off work? We've sort of been discussing this in the last couple of weeks Uh, Like he'll have the two weeks paternity leave anyway, but when he'll take it is the question we're sort of working out because some friends we talk to, like those first few weeks are kind of the easier two weeks and as in the child's just like sleeping and not needing as much care. But then obviously it's just that home life that needs the help, not the actual kid. And then obviously if I need to have a cesarean, that's a different story again. So we're kind of just figuring out like my mum is planning on coming for two weeks um, after the baby's born. So do we just have her here and help? out for those two weeks and then once she's left Brad has his two weeks off or something like that it's really we kind of have to wait until it gets closer I think to to decide spreading out that um that care that you have access to sounds smart as well yeah Um, I was actually just speaking to a another new mum today who you know (laughs) Um, and she was saying that 
yeah, the first two weeks you can sort of deal with the sleep deprivation um, because it hasn't caught up with you too much yet and you're still sort of running on a bit of adrenaline and everything's new and exciting and overwhelming even. But then after that it can start to wear you down, so spacing out mm. that support. Yeah, that might be the way to go. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess touching on finances as you have kind of already, is there anything else that you've done to prepare financially um, before baby arrives? It's it's kind of been like obviously buying all the items for baby has been an expense, but it wasn't a it's not astronomical and it's kind of one of those things you've got nine months to prepare, so you just tick off the list as you go and things like that. I have been trying to save as much as possible just for when I'm not earning the same amount of income and like have spoken to Brad about you know, I will be able to cover most of the things I already do now with what I'll get from payments, but anything like a hair appointment, I might be, you know, saying, hey, can you cover that for me? And like, he's totally just, yeah, whatever you need kind of thing. We are both on quite well off wages, so we're not really too concerned. It will just be an adjustment of lifestyle, I guess, but obviously a kid thrown in the mix will change your lifestyle anyway. So I don't think it will be too much concern. We are going to America at the end of the year for a month. So that's a big expense that we kind of have to prepare for as well. But nothing I don't think we'll be able to handle. No, that's definitely a curveball in the first year of baby's life that you've got coming up. A very exciting one, though. Um, I know you've been trying to anticipate what you might need to plan for, <laughs> but there's so many unknowns. And I know you're looking at even traveling and how do you get a car seat for a babe that young, um, all the things, all the logistics. And I don't even know how I cope with that in the first instance in Australia anyway. So. <laughs> Yeah, it will be one of those, again, wait till it gets closer kind of things. Mm -hmm. Are there any other ways you've been preparing for this next step in parenthood? I have been reading quite a bit and, you know, just from suggestions like a lot of the books that you've given me actually, which has been amazing, um, listening to the Australian Birth Stories podcast, which has been really great just because it gives insight on what can happen, what can't happen, all the curveballs that get thrown as you as well. Kind of having that mindset of planning but not being stuck in the plan because, yeah, anything can change at the split second I think in the last few years just with my job as well and developing my like emotional intelligence and that has really prepared me just because probably five years ago I was very like everything needs to be the way I've planned it and once it goes out of that plan it's just like very stressful but I'm kind of good now at just taking a step back and assessing what's happening and then just changing based on those um, scenarios. So I feel like I'll be okay. The more thing I'm concerned about is just Brad in the way of preparing him. So um, he has listened to a few podcasts I've given him or read a couple of pages of the books that I've forwarded to him. But it's like you just... I don't think you can prepare the guys as much as you'd like. They just think it might go all fine and then it won't. <laughs> so it's, I'm just really cautious of how he'll take it. I hope he talks to a lot of his friends that, oh, well, I know he has that talked to his friends that have had kids recently, but uh, it's just such a different mindset. <laughs> 
I know Brad's a pretty classic tradie as well. So you've been very organized at trying to present him with information that he would be willing to engage with. Like just like you said, just a little bit of a book here or a little um, quick podcast somewhere else, just hoping that he'll pick up a bit of information. (laughs) And being that you've got another, sorry, a lot of other new dads around you and young families, do you think that there's anything particularly helpful that has been shared by the guys? I don't know because like the conversations they have is when they're playing golf or something so I don't actually hear the conversations (laughs) so they wouldn't actually say if they were stressed or like worried or whatever. I think like a few of my girlfriend's husbands have mentioned to Brad while we're having lunch or something it's totally different than anything you can imagine and just take it easy and just soak in all the all the moments I guess so that's been good for him to listen to yeah that's really lovely yeah it is nice and speaking of Brad what kind of dad do you think he will be when baby arrives I think he'll be that quiet passionate one so I think he'll be the quiet loving dad that just you know holds the baby and does his own thing I think it will be a shock for him at the start and that balance of the household as well like I tend to do a lot around the house just because that's just me so he has been trained recently (laughs) and he's doing quite well (laughs) at just doing things you know without getting asked to do them (laughs) I think it'll be that shift in hey I can't cook dinner tonight because I'm just so wrecked Um, that will be the biggest challenge for him I think yeah, can we stop on that for a moment actually? Because what you're saying is he's been Brad's been helping out around the house a bit more and I know that's something you've kind of consciously been thinking about and working on. How has that looked for you? What was the first step in going how do I more evenly distribute the mental load in anticipation of baby arriving? It's like asking for help, I guess. A lot of the time it's just like, oh, I'll just do it. Or he was getting accustomed to, oh, Caitlin will just do it. So just being more, hey, can you hang out the washing? Or, hey, can you do the vacuuming? Or just things like that. And now it's been just more, Brad will just pick up the vacuum and do it without being asked and take off the washing. It still still have to be quite specific. Like, can you take off the washing? And Hank put it away, <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> complete set of instructions. <laughs> like even before falling pregnant, I knew that I needed to do that. Otherwise, the load would just be too much, and it would just be too much strain on myself. And then our relationship as a follow up from there. So I just started, you know, putting those into parts of our day rather than making it all of a sudden we have a child. Now you're doing the washing, and now you're doing this. Like it's you know, that gradual change. Yeah, I really love that approach because I think what you're speaking to is that the way that we function in a relationship and the dynamic we have when there's just two of us isn't what's going to be necessarily successful when the family grows. And I love that you've proactively taken action there. Yeah, like I spoke to him like in the last few months, especially as it's obviously – coming closer to having another little one in our family I've just said can you make sure that you speak to me if you're feeling under stress or it's not feeling right or can we make sure that we talk to each other we're too stressed and 
just making time for ourselves as well because obviously a lot of time goes into a newborn but um, just taking that little time even if it's 10 minutes to do something we like to do together in the house obviously we'll see how it goes I'm saying this now but (laughs) just putting that parameters in there already just to prepare ourselves because it's going to be a big change yeah no that sounds very well considered so picturing yourself with your baby what do you imagine a day in your life will look like oh it's probably going to be a very naive answer (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) that's okay I'd love to hear it Um, I guess just taking it as it comes and just soaking it up. Like I am someone that likes to fill my day with doing stuff and getting things done and ticking off, you know, I'll get the gardening done, then I'll do this and then I'll do this. But especially now that I'm further in my pregnancy, I've taken more time to slow down and get one thing done or two things done rather than a whole set. So I'd like to just spend that time soaking up the baby and enjoying each moment because so like every single person I've spoken to says it goes so fast so just taking that time in and like even my friends around me that have had kids like some of them are turning one which is ridiculous so thinking of like it's fast for me for someone else's child growing up so how fast is it going to be for my own so just yeah taking that time just to really soak it up and I'm a pretty chill person, so hopefully that whole experience will be reasonably chill as well. (laughs) And my final question, which might tie into the chill factor there, is what kind of mum do you hope to be? I hope to be a mum that becomes that friend to the child at whatever age they are. So I'd hope that they would be able to come to me with any feeling that they have and just be that comfort for them, um, regardless of how big or small the situation is. And just Mm -hmm. known to be caring and compassionate. Yeah, that's beautiful. So much to look (laughs) forward to. Yes, coming along so fast. Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing. That that was some really insightful answers there um, that actually provide a lot of value, I think, for um, ideas for how to prep when you've got a little one on the way. And we'll be able to talk really soon. Thanks for listening to The Edge of Parenthood. To hear all the details about the reality of Caitlin's experience of entering parenthood and her little baby's arrival, listen to part two in your podcast feed. If you're currently pregnant and would like to feature on an upcoming episode, get in touch through our Instagram at theedgeofparenthood.pod. We'd love to hear your story.